This is Kale McCutcheon with Past Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is show number 22 and episode 43. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Help Desk with Joe. And I got to say, I was so excited to jump in. I almost interrupted Kale there doing the introduction. But with us, as always, (laughs) it's Joe. We're back for another week. Yeah, show 22 and rolling right along. And as always, you're bringing good, good news to uh, our local consumers, you know, the the little guy in the scenario, and also commercial businesses and so forth. So it looks like uh, you got a strong lineup this week, and I'm excited about our topic. So um, go ahead and start us off on number one here and give us the update on YouTube TV. All right. <clears throat> so if you're a YouTube TV customer, Get ready, because you're getting ready to pay more for your television. Oh, man. There went my whole good news deal, so that's bad news. Now. We talked about... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I try, I try to make it peppy, Dave. I mean, you got to give me a little credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good. Now, you talked about YouTube TV back in we in show 15 uh, and how they were making some changes there. And then this is more changes, and unfortunately not necessarily... I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, more expensive changes. Let's put it that way. So give us the details on that. Okay, so YouTube TV is raising the prices to sixty four ninety nine, which wins them the award for the most expensive cable TV alternative. Wow. Is it, did they yeah. do something or add something that justifies that raise? Yeah, yesterday, Google, uh, of course, Google owns YouTube and YouTube TV. They announced a $15 per month price hike, and that's raising the rates from $49.99 a month to $64.99 a month. And they're saying that, that the raise is due to uh, availability of adding additional channels. They are adding channels for their, from Viacom, which is MTV, Nickelodeon, and channels like that. So the, the Viacom is now part of YouTube TV as far as being able to provide content. So that's where your price hikes come into play. You're getting more channels. Wow, that seems rough though, because like that's automatic. Like it, your bill is just going to be the sixty-four, whether you choose those channels or not. Is that right? Correct. So you're just taking that price hike regardless. I mean, you know, my kids are old enough now. I don't need Nickelodeon TV, and they don't really watch MTV or anything. So that'd be kind of rough for me to stomach that. Do you think what kind of feedback are they going to get? Do you think, in your opinion? Well. It can go, it's one of those that can go one of two ways. If you're a YouTube TV customer and you've been wanting those channels, this is great news, and you can probably justify the cost of, hey, yeah, it's $15 more, but I'm getting this these additional channels, the channels we've been really missing or would really like to have. So you, you have that, and then you probably have a large group of pay, people like me saying, I'm not paying that because the other providers out there are cheaper. You know, uh, Hulu TV is $10 cheaper. Sling is $10 to $15 cheaper, if not more. Of course, it all depends on the packages you get. So I would not be surprised to, to see people jumping ship for a much more affordable option. All right. There's so many choices out there now that's hard to hard to justify sticking with a bad plan. Right, and, and what's nice is compared to your cable and satellite companies where, you know, you have to sign up and you're locked into a contract for one to two years, you can literally hop from one service to the other, you know, daily if you choose. So right, that right. that's what's nice is 
there's plenty of options out there and you're not tied to one brand for a, a certain period of time. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Well, that'll stir up the deal. Cause if you're a subscriber to YouTube TV, I assume you like the service and, uh, I guess we'll see how it all pans out. We can always revisit this in the later show to see how it affected them and what changes they might have to make due to that. But, hey, that's the world of business. Sometimes, you know, it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. And it's a gamble you have to take. So now if you're a new subscriber, that price hike takes effect as of yesterday. But if you're a current subscriber, you won't see the rate change until uh, after July 30th. Oh, wow. So they give you a month to kind of ease into it and see yeah okay uh, do you watch youtube tv at all have you per i know uh, as i remember you do hulu or roku or something right yeah i have uh our our paid quote-unquote cable tv is sling tv we use sling, sling. there we go Just, yeah yeah i knew you did, you did something like that because we uh i have direct tv because we have we don't have high-speed internet but uh okay and i remember asking you about it so i knew you did one of those yeah, it's and on our part, it's cheaper because we can actually pick up our local channels with an antenna. So there was actually no need to go to a place like YouTube TV or Hulu Live right. that has locals. So we was able to actually go to the cheaper route and still keep everything with what we had before. Yeah, well, you and Cena stay too bu so busy anyway. I doubt you get time to watch a lot of TV regardless. So uh, I can right. imagine. <laughs> You, you two are always on the move, regardless of what time it is, because I know like last Friday evening, Kel was having you do a cable for us for our graduation show, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's not like you were could sit around and watch TV on Friday evening, because you had Kel there making a cable. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you from needing a pricier uh, TV plan. You're welcome, Joe, and tell Cena she's welcome. I appreciate too. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the computer business never stops, I don't think. Uh, well, uh, the only thing I have, I've seen that we've been in business, it'll be 10 years in August. Literally, the only thing I've seen that has slowed down this business almost to a stop was COVID-19, and it didn't make it stop, but it slowed it down a whole lot. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, so YouTube TV subscribers, get ready for that pay hike, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see the fallout. Now, we talked a little bit about Google, and I'm trying to look back here. We talked about Google Play and Show 19, but I swear we talked about maybe Chromebooks or something at some point leading into our next yeah, topic of Google Sheets. Um, it might have been Show yeah, we, 20 when we talked about Google, but uh, you had mentioned yeah, when, this before, uh, so shut, yeah. yeah. topic number two, yeah. tell us about Google Sheets and some stuff going on there. Yeah, the topic you're referencing is what we talked a couple of weeks ago, where Microsoft was going to start offering Office uh, Office products on Chromebook. That's right. Yeah, so that was show number 20, yeah. Google and Microsoft. There you go. Yeah. All right. So Google Sheets this go around. Okay. Yeah, if you are a Google Sheets, and for those of you that don't know what Google Sheets is, Google Sheets is Google's version of Microsoft Excel. It's a spreadsheet program, right. which is which Google offers for free and it's online. And if you have a Chromebook, that's more than likely the office spreadsheet program that you picked up as a default with your Chromebook. So Google announced that they are going to start su using suggestions, formulas as you work in your Excel spreadsheet. Hmm. 
Now that's that's interesting. I know we use a lot of Excel in our business here with Patch, and it's always I hate to say hard. I mean, I'm sure if I was more tech savvy or smarter in math, it would make more sense to me. But it, it's hard to go through and do the macros in Excel unless you really know what you're doing. Now we have our uh, our Excel guy that does our timesheets and all that stuff, Adam over in Jackson County. He's pretty savvy with it, but he had to do a lot of uh, tutelages online, read through some books, and figured out how to make all the macros work and all the all the stuff that goes with that. So he's very savvy with it. Um, so I'm sure if we asked his opinion, he would say, yeah, having some suggestions pop up would definitely help. Um, I don't, And I don't know how much experience you have with it, Joe. Do you have anything in, in your toolkit there that works with Excel spreadsheets and so forth? Yeah, it's called Cena. <laughs> <laughs> the boss handles it. I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I took a, an Excel class in college and struggled through it because it was one of those. Excel is a powerful tool, and it you is. know that yeah, as well yeah. as I do. And if you can learn and understand the macros, it makes your job so much easier. But when yeah. I do an Excel spreadsheet, I know that there's easier ways to do it, but I do it all manually. Yeah. I mean, there's very few macros that I know, and if it's a, anything above, you know, take these rows, these columns, add it together, and give me the solution, then <laughs> yeah. I, I holler. Auto sum is my best friend. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it might be yours, too. <laughs> yes. So, so they're actually coming with, out with two two features. Uh, the first one's called Smart Fill, which... What it does is as you're filling out your spreadsheet, it detects a pattern of usage and it attempts to complete oh, that part of the document automatically. Man, that would be so nice. Or that is so nice, let me put it that way. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I, yeah when I read that, I figured you would fall in love with that. Knowing, oh, yeah. Because I, I know you're with your job, you're in Excel almost daily. So yeah, I read we that do a lot of statistical wanna... stuff, and, and man, having it do that automatically would be wonderful. Okay. Yes, and and the other one is uh, called Smart Cleanup. And Smart Cleanup, what it does is it detects duplicate rows as well as any other formatting issues and suggests a fix. Nice. Man, that's amazing. I'm hooked. I want it. Even though we use Microsoft Office, I still want it. Microsoft yeah. Office better kick it up a gear because I want it. Well, maybe you're in, in luck. I'm sure you have a Gmail account. So literally all you have to do is uh, go on Google and type in Google Sheets. And as long as you have a Gmail account, I'm sure you can go right into yep. Google Sheets and, and start playing with it and see what all the bells and whistles are. Nice. Okay. Well, that sounds great. That's a that's a wonderful story. So for all the folks out there, if you're not tied to Microsoft Office and Excel, by golly, that's a good way to have uh, spreadsheets do some work for you instead of fighting. I always feel like I'm fighting it. But and again, that's just lack of knowledge on my part. Um, but to have some help on the other end would be very appreciated. So yeah, good call. All right. Well, story number three, and we talked about the Nest cameras back in um, show eleven, and now we're coming back. So you got some new news for Nest for us? Yeah. Yeah, Nest is making its seasonal savings program free for all Nest thermostat users. Okay, so the Nest thermostat part, and I'm not familiar with that. If if someone's not familiar, give us a quick overview. Okay, so Nest thermostat, it's one of those smart thermostats where you can hook it up to the Internet in your home, the Wi-Fi in your home, 
and you can actually control your thermostat from your phone, regardless if you're sitting, you know, after long, you're sitting in your easy chair and you want to adjust the thermostat and don't feel like getting enough, or if you're at work or on vacation or whatever and you need to adjust the thermostat, you don't have to worry about, you know, running an air conditioner with nobody home or anything like that. You can actually take care of it remotely. Plus, it also has some smart features uh, where it, if it detects that there's nobody home, you know, it can automatically, in the summertime, turn the air conditioner up a couple of degrees so your air conditioner is not running as often or in the wintertime, turn it down just a little bit. So it, it works and tries to save you money. So it, there's a couple of things that Nest is actually making available this summer to actually help you save money. What, does it have like a camera or a sensor in it that would determine if someone was home or not? I'm assuming it would detect movement or something, right? Yeah, it has a motion sensor in it that, that okay, detects so If no one uh, walks motion. by it every couple hours, then it will kind of do an auto deal. Hmm. Okay. Right. So go ahead and finish the story then, I guess, because I got caught up in all the features. I was like, my God, that would be handy. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I forgot what the story was. <laughs> so the seasonal savings feature is free to all connected thermostats in the U.S. and Canada. This feature makes a small tweak to the Nest thermostat settings to help reduce energy consumption. And by adjusting the temperature uh, a fraction of a degree each day, the average consumer can see a 3 to 5% energy savings, according to Google. Nice. That's an automatic feature that everybody will appreciate, I'm sure, especially when they get their bill. You can see a little bit of savings. That's a good thing, for sure. Right, and they... And, Google's uh, estimating that if all Nest users opt in for this uh, program, that they could collectively they could save millions of dollars in energy costs. Oh wow, that's great for everybody then. Cool. Yeah, so it's it's really easy to opt into this. If you have a Nest thermostat, you'll see a notification asking if you'd like to opt into this. And here's where they're they're now the reason they're announcing that it's free to all thermostat users up until now. Seasonal savings was only available to customers whose utility provider offered seasonal savings programs. So that's why they're they're now offering this to everybody. Right. It used to be just a few select people, but now they're offering it to everybody. And all and, and also Nest thermostat users can also sign up for rush hour rewards, which allows Nest to make small temperature changes based on peak energy usage. And the energy providers will actually pay users for signing up. Nice. Yeah, that would help everybody out. I know, you know, when you get into big metropolitan urban areas, I'm just go that easier word, urban areas, <laughs> when people are hitting the power hard on, like it's supposed to be 93 degrees here for July 4th, in big cities when it hits those temperatures, so many people crank their air down, and it just is a drain on the power grid that, you know, if they could mediate that a little bit, that would definitely help. Right, and, you know, Cena and I, we do that. We find ourselves doing that as well. You know, I, I like the house pretty cold when I go to bed at night, but, you know, even even cranking it up just a couple of degrees, yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a difference to where it's noticeable. Right, and, right. you know, at, at the end of the month when we get our electric bill, it, it's a lot cheaper. So it, that little that small sacrifice is well worth the savings. Yeah, and that's, like you said, it's not noticeable, but I think everybody gets in the habit and I know my wife Cheryl sets ours at, I think, at night, 68 or 69 degrees just to cool everything off and let everybody sleep good. 
But that's just a, because the, it's set that way, so it just stays that way. So you're right. Adjusting a degree or two to, for the overall cause is easy to do So and a, right. and a good change to make. Awesome. And, and also, Nest, like we talked about the Nest sensors, and they can also go one step further. If you have the Nest app on your phone to manage your thermostat, if you turn this setting on, it will automatically detect when you've left the house. So if it detects your phone is not at home, it will automatically adjust the temperature for the the energy savings so you're not heating or cooling in empty space. So you oh. can either rely on the sensor or you can actually let it pick up your phone, yeah. get your phone's GPS, and if it detects your phone has left the house, uh, it will automatically kick in the energy nice. savings. That's a pretty neat feature. That way you don't even have to measure yeah, it, it I, just does it automatically. Right. Well, you know, from my standpoint, I think that's great from the phone standpoint, from using your phone, because now you're only waiting minutes for your thermostat to adjust. Uh, hey, nobody's home. Let's go ahead and, and crank and adjust your settings accordingly, where if you use the sensor, you know, you may have to wait yeah, an hour an to hour whatever the time limit is for the motion sensor to say, hey, I don't think anybody's home, so let's adjust these settings. Well, or if you're like me, I would walk out and forget, and it'd be four hours later, and I'd be like, oh, man, we should have turned it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't get any benefit. Uh, but yeah. Right, right. All right, well, those are great news updates. A lot of good stuff to look at there. The YouTube TV, of course, if you're a YouTube TV subscriber, make sure you look at your bill and determine what you want to do there. Of course, Google Sheets is a huge chain game changer there for spreadsheet usage, and of course, Nest thermostats uh, helping save power for everybody. So, great stories, Joe. We appreciate the update. Um, now it's it's time for my favorite part of the show, the tip of the week. Yeah, this week's tip of the week. I, I gave you a heads up right before we went live that I'm breaking out my soapbox today. So hang on and get ready. I like your soapbox. <laughs> I, yeah. Let her rip. Yeah, so, so this is one of my personal pet peeves, and you and I have many lengthy discussions on this. And it's, it almost sounds like a broken record, but until people get the point, you'll hear me uh, scream about it and get upset about it. <laughs> Social media and vacations. And, and Dave, I'm taking a wild shot in the dark. You know exactly where I'm going with this, don't you? Oh, I do. Because we, we, you and I have a lot of conversations. We're very similar and, uh, you know, we both have families. We both live in small rural towns, so our interests lie in the same path. And, uh, yeah, social media is always something we have good conversations about. So, uh, and if you, and for folks, if you're tuning in now, you know, like I said, Joe and I are a lot alike and have a lot of views that are very similar. So get ready because if he's on, if you're on your soapbox, I, you know I'm standing right beside you. So, yeah, <laughs> I like it. When we get fired up and get on our soapbox, it's always good conversation. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, if you have a social media account and if you're deciding to go on vacation, please, for the, the safety and security of your home, please don't post, hey, we're getting ready. We're heading out the door. We'll be back in a week. Because guess what? You just told every thief in the tri state area yeah. that, hey, you have a week to come rob me and clean me out because I'm not going to be home. So, now I don't have to sit there and guess when you're not home. You just told me, look, you have a week, please take your time and make sure you don't get hurt when you clean my house out. You have a week to do it. Yeah. I remember when we first talked about this, that we were saying we need to get one of our friends, just to prove a point, one of our friends that we knew, 
And when they post a picture saying they're at the beach or out of town or whatever, let's go just move their stuff out. And yeah. just just to teach everybody how important and crucial this is. we were, And I, I can't even remember who we were talking about. Boy, it would be fun to do this to them just to prove a point. And, to, and, you know, as a little social experiment. But I remember when you first told me that, I was like, by golly, heck yeah. If somebody goes to the beach for a week, you got a whole week. I mean, we can take our time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or, or just prank somebody like it to kind of bring that message to light. But, yeah, you're right because you see it all the time. Yeah, I think it'd be fun they just to, to quote unquote break in and just literally flip the rooms, take the dining room, put it in the living room exactly the way it was in the dining room, and take the living room, move it in the dining room, you know, just, just exactly the way it was. Just, just for them to come home and go, yep. what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave them a little note that says, hey, thanks for posting on your social media that you were gone all week. We had a lot of time to eat your food and uh, play around switching your rooms around. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you're at, you're out of the, You need to go to the grocery store. You need this, this, and this. And by the way, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we don't appreciate you running out of uh, you know cheese and crackers. Exactly. <laughs> you should have stocked your fridge better for us. What are you thinking? Exactly. <laughs> hey, y'all, that's like you weren't gonna be home for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say anything about it on your social media. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's an important factor for someone that lives in an area that they don't, you know, where having um, security issues, you know, not a, you know, we joked about it when we, and I remember when we first talked about this, we joked about it and said, you know, around here we're in a rural area, everybody knows everybody, we have great neighbors, you know, it, it's one of those things that we don't worry a whole lot, you know, you leave your house open during the day, you know, you don't lock your cars or anything like that, and uh, you know, it's one of those situations where we're just we're in a good community, luckily. But for folks that are not, you know, it, it, and, and you never want to really tempt the deal, uh, as you were saying. You know, watch your social media. So I'll I'll, I'll let you. I, I can um, see Cena smacking us both in the back of the head, saying, "Get back on topic here." Uh, but yeah, I'll let you get back on topic. But that's just that's the biggest thing, and. And it's really hard. And, of course, you know, everyone's wanting to go on vacation because that's what you do in the summertime. But there's enough stress and and pain and worry going on right now with COVID-19 and people. And if you haven't watched the news in the last week, you must be living in Iraq. Our, <laughs> our governor, Governor Justice, is about to uh, basically put a blockade on anybody that leaves the state of West Virginia to go to the, to the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's secretly trying to figure out a way to where he can just ban them from the state for two weeks <laughs> once they come back. But, you know, there's enough going on with that, with, you know, people going to the beaches and bringing COVID-19 back to our state in droves, that you don't need to add this uh, worry on uh, someone, you know, breaking into your house and stealing yeah. all your stuff because you wanted to announce to the world, hey, we're going on vacation. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think the big lesson you talked about uh, when we originally talked about that, which this has been years ago, but um, uh, one of the things I remember is you're saying it won't kill you to wait a week when you get back to post all your pictures and stuff. As much enjoyment as you may have sitting at the beach or in the mountains and that, or fishing in that stream or whatever the case may be, you know, you can wait a week to save yourself a ton of hassle and you know, rolling the dice on that risk, wait a week and then post all your pictures. All your family and friends will love it regardless of when they're posted. 
and they, you know, and you yeah, can the, have those yeah. memories. So, that, yeah, vacation pictures have no expiration dates. So there you just go. That, you and wait, you know, that's exactly how you said it last time. That's right. Say that again, just because, because that's important. Vacation pictures do not have an expiration date. Uh, every I know that everyone is busy uh, and things are going on, but I guarantee you that the world's not going to stop, and you know the the, the economy's not going to crash because you didn't upload three pictures of you on vacation while you was there. I guarantee you. Now you know if. If I'm wrong that the economy crashes because you didn't upload your pictures while you was on vacation, then I will eat a car tire. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was going to say, you better watch out. Somebody will be like, I went on vacation, the stock market crashed. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you can prove to me uh, and, and I, a, a legitimate reason why you're not uploading pictures caused the economy to crash, then I will eat a car tire. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. feeling pretty safe on that bet. <laughs> I think you're really safe. Well, as usual, that's a great tip of the week because, as you said, we're it's summertime. People are in the middle of their vacations, you know, and just be smart. You know, it's the usual deal. Use common sense. Use some logic. You don't have to throw those photos out. And the most important part, I'll let you say it one more time. Vacation pictures do not have an expiration date. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. So, Joe, doing your job, taking care of folks out there, helping them manage their technological issues, even if it is something as simple as, not throwing your photos out while you're on vacation. Or I want to say, even when we talked about people were saying, so excited going to the beach in a week or whatever. They were throwing those out, giving people time to plan on how to rob them. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, so now you you just, uh, it's a bonus deal. Now I have three to four extra days of time so I can get all my trucks and all my people lined up, and I don't oh, yeah. have to be in a hurry to, to get everything lined up. I, I, I have prep time now. Yep. So crazy stuff like it. It's a crazy world out there, but uh, you know, do what you can to protect yourself. So, uh, well, well, let me. I'm uh, don't mean to interrupt, Dave, but let oh, me yeah. let me rephrase that. The bad guys now have prep time because if I, I'm sure if I say it now, I have prep time. Somebody if something oh, happens, yeah. to somebody they're gonna say, "Oh, it was Joe and Dave. They they did this." <laughs> Wait a minute, why do I get drugged? In? I didn't say it. that was all you, Joe. <laughs> Hey, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Like I say, we stand on that soapbox together. So, yeah, we're a team in that aspect. Uh, the good news is we're, I don't, we don't fit into that category of robbing people. So, uh, never fear. It was not Joe and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but And if we did show up at your house, it's probably to fix something. Now, I don't know that I would yeah. be much help other than like maybe carrying stuff back and forth. But Joe would fix your stuff. <laughs> well, now, now, if it was us, there would not be anything missing, but stuff may be relocated from yes. a different room than when it was originally placed. But <laughs> there will not be anything missing. Somebody somewhere is listening to this saying, ooh, I'm going to rearrange your yeah. furniture and then say, you know what you should do? Here's your hint. Listen to this podcast. And yeah. be like, those two <laughs> clowns actually got their stuff together and did this to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we just pinned ourselves. We didn't even have to work very yeah. hard at it. <laughs> well, good stuff. It's always a pleasure doing these shows. So if uh, anybody has any questions about the YouTube TV, the Google Sheets, or uh, the Nest thermostat, how can they get a hold of you? You can give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com. Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at AM Digital Tech on all that. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Help desk with Joe and Dave. Leave us a five-star review. We're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you find your fine 
your fine podcast. Uh, be sure to listen to Family Friendly Radio with the Patch Turned Up app. Uh, it's on available on iOS and Android. It's absolutely free, no cost to you. And it's all family-friendly music. It, it is actual music that you hear on the radio. It's not this obscure, strange uh, public domain music that nobody ever, uh, that you probably haven't heard of. These are actually, you know, songs that everybody knows. So feel free to download the app and listen to great music on that. Yeah, and I got to say, you were a huge help with that. When we started talking about internet radio, you were like, hey, I can help you out. You have a, had a lot of music stored up where... I'm the opposite. I'm not a music store downloader or any of that stuff. Back when people were, uh, I can't even remember, what was the name of the app? Um, where you could download music for free and some people got in trouble for it? You couldn't Called download Napster. Napster, yeah. Back in Napster, I had friends that were, I got 11,000 songs on my laptop. I was like, I have none because I just, I turned my radio on. It's not a big deal to me. But uh, people had huge collections of music and then, uh, whenever we start talking internet radio, I was like, I'm zero help at all because I have some CDs and otherwise, you know, I listen to serious radio in the car and uh, uh, Spotify on my phone. That's all I really do. So I have zero storage of anything. And, and you got you and Cena really stepped up to the plate and said, here, we'll help you out. Here's, you know, some and you converted them all for us and everything else. They're pretty neat stuff. Yeah. Now, when when Napster was popular, uh I was never able to jump in on the Napster bandwagon and, and start downloading because I was on dial-up, so so that yeah. that wasn't an option. But so my only option at the time was you know to go buy CDs. So Cena and I we we had a, a pretty pretty decent collection over the years of CDs, right, right. and I was doing some I was doing, actually doing some cleaning last weekend and ran through a stockpile of CDs. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot we still had these. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you do with a CD now? My goodness, I don't even know that we have a CD but, player in our house. Well, the thing of it is, it with digital media, you know, it's hard to. Uh, sometimes it's hard to keep because depending on the song, if you do streaming services like Spotify and stuff like that, if the contract goes up on that song, if you're used to listening to that song on like Spotify, you may go in one day and that song not be there. Yeah. With physical media, you buy it, you own it forever, so right, it doesn't right. matter if the company goes out of business or whatever. You already own it. So, the, and and honestly, there's a sort of an uptick of people starting to go back and go back and buy physical media because they're finding out all these little gotchas with digital media. So it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting how the, the this wave of media is going. And I got to say, in our house, we got a record player and started collecting albums again, like vinyl albums. Uh, and that's pretty neat. Just to hear that static and uh, the music in that authentic form is pretty neat. I don't know. Kale, you have any thoughts? We started throwing on a record during dinner time and like for meal prep and stuff. Is that anything? Does that affect you at all? Like, do you have a preference either way? Uh, I'd say like digital music is easier. Yeah, you, you like the ease of it still for when you work out and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and you can, if so, you want a certain song, you can just look it up on Spotify, YouTube, or SoundCloud or anything like that, iTunes music. So you you go search it out and find it regardless. Okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense too. I could see that these digital natives are uh, spoiled. I think by yeah, I'll find it somewhere and see I mean, if somewhere. like if you have a song in your head and you want to listen to it that moment, you can just yeah search in the name, click it, and it's already playing. Yeah, you don't have to hook up any uh, DVD players or 
Sorry, disc players. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? <laughs> that's that's a teenager for you. I don't even know what you're talking about with these discs and CDs and stuff because I don't know. You've probably never even had a CD, right? Yeah, we had an old blue one whenever I was three or four. Three or four, three or four. Yeah, so we're talking ten years ago, thirteen years ago. Yeah. So that that's your memory of actual hard uh, music, not hard music, but tangible music. physical. Yeah, physical yeah. music. So that's kind of crazy to think in those terms, because uh, I remember back the eight track days. I remember that's will date myself. Eight track days to some extent, and then cassettes. And then I remember when the first CDs come out, and I bought a CD player for my truck. Uh, that's probably 1992 or three. And that was a small fortune. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I had to I had to work all summer and save up to buy a little CD player that went in my truck. They have batteries in those. Oh yeah, see. Batteries in what? The CD player. <laughs> no, it went in your like your car radio. You know where you have a car radio? Yeah. It, it had a CD player and you just put the CD oh, in. Oh, I didn't know if it was like That's what I mean. Yeah, ones. you've never seen one. That's a legitimate question. I understand. But no, it just ran off. Like, just ran like your car radio. So. As yeah, I remember driving, my... Yeah. I remember my uh, graduation. One of my... I, when I graduated high school, I took some of my money and went and bought a... Because my truck went to A&SM Radio, and I went and bought a CD player stereo and took it to my buddy's house one Saturday, and we actually wired it in. So, yep. And that was only uh, – it's, it's been a few years ago. So, I mean, it, it's just crazy. Kel, uh, thank you a lot because you're making your dad and I sound like those old men. Are, Get, stay out of my yard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's cool. – and that that's how, in reality, you know, you talk about you and your buddy wiring up a radio – uh, when he bought his first car, which is a 1997 Jeep uh, Wrangler, you know, he's like, man, it, it, I, do you even remember the kind of radio it had? It didn't have an aux cord. I remember that. Yeah, it didn't have an auxiliary cord, and I don't even know that it worked. It didn't. That's why we got a new one. Yeah, so we went and, you know, just bought him a cheap radio, but it came with an auxiliary plug-in. And it had Bluetooth. And it had Bluetooth, yeah. So, you know, fairly cheap. I don't, do you even know what brand it is? Nah, dual BT or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it shows up as dual PT, BT on the Bluetooth. But I was like, hey, he's like, you know, what are we going to do here? And uh, I was like, well, me and you'll just have to, we'll wire it up. And uh, I don't know, what was your experience with that? I, I don't know. We just matched the colors, so it wasn't yeah. really that hard. Wasn't that hard, but, you know, that's, I was like, I haven't done this since I was in my 20s. You know, you pull your car stereo out of your dash, you match up the wires, you plug all the wires in and put it back in and, uh, so it was a pretty neat experience. I remember we did it. It got dark on us. We were in there, flashlights finishing it up. But, uh, you know, I don't know too many kids now that have the ability or, you know, on these newer cars, I don't even know you could do that without a lot of problems and special tools. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, nowadays they are basically such a setup where it's all basically uniform into the system. And, and honestly, Dave, I... I don't know if you can actually take one of those out and put a new stereo in it. And honestly, I don't know why you'd want to because it yeah. almost seems like the one, the, the stereos that you would buy would almost be a downgrade compared to the multimedia yep. centers that are in there now. Oh, I agree because that's you're right because our our Explorer it's a 2015, but it has Bluetooth, it has the phone stuff in it. It's all built into like the little flat screen that does all your temperature and all that stuff. So the radio is not really a radio in those. You're right. It's its, its own basic computer with multiple things. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah you can't and, even do that anymore. 
Yeah, it's kind of crazy going from the days of, you know, always going out and looking at the stairs. And I know uh, one of my buddies and I, we used to run around. We would we'd go into Walmart, and, you know, Walmart always had, like, the little stereo setups in there where you could yeah. actually set up the radios. And then they always had the speakers, and you'd always go sit and find the biggest speaker on there, turn it on, and then take it to the radio and crank the light up and just turn everything off and wait for some poor, poor soul to go up there and, and push that button and get blown button. away with yeah. it. And you can hear it all throughout the store and be like, yep, we got somebody. Yep. Yep. Well, that's uh, so his radio has the face that you push the button and it kicks off so you can take it out, take the face off. So if someone stole your radio, they wouldn't be able to use it necessarily. And uh, that was fun when uh, he saw that. He's like, what the, you know, what, what's this all about? What, what the heck are we doing here? And I was like, yeah, this is how you protect your radio back in the day. Because people break into your car and steal your radio. Uh, they used to be very yeah. valuable, uh, especially when CDs come out. So whole different yeah, world. Was- but uh, I was happy to have that father-son moment where we sit out there late at night hooking up a radio so he could jam tunes as he's driving. Yeah, it's funny that you talk about the place place. The stereo that I put into my truck, it had that. So when Dad started driving it back to work, back and forth to work, the off button, you had to actually hold it in for like three seconds to actually yep. turn it off or it would run the battery dead. Well, Dad just found the button that turned the, 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 the pop the faceplate off, and he just pushed that, and of course, it would disconnect enough to turn it off. Right. And I said, I said, I said what are you doing? He said, I'm turning the radio off. I said, Dad, you don't turn it off like that. I said, you do it this way. He said, ah, this works a whole lot easier. And I know it, <laughs> he said, I know it's off this way. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, uh Another great show, Joe, and bringing up some good memories, but I, I can see in virtual world seeing us saying, all right, boys, you've went off topic a lot, and uh, you've dredged up old memories that probably only you two enjoy, so it's time to time to wrap it up and get back to business. Uh, I know and, you're and thanks big... again, Kel. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, Kel, for making us feel old. <laughs> yeah, that's Kel's fault, so we'll blame him and, and his radio experience on that end. But... Well, I didn't talk and by the way, they can't... to robbing houses, so I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We didn't say robbing anybody. We said we'd rearrange some furniture as a prank. Uh, yeah. Breaking in. That's still yeah, counts. breaking in. All right. Yeah. I think can we trade Kel out for a new producer that's a little more our age that can you know, get our references and stuff like that? Because I don't like this old feeling. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. The problem is we trade him in for somebody older. They won't know how to run all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got a good point. That, that's the hard part. I sit over in that seat and I'm like, uh, what's this do again? What buttons do I need? He breezes right through it. So it's, yeah. it's the advantage of having a digital native here, a youngster that knows how everything works and can relate to that language, so to speak. But Well, as always, Joe, thank you so much. And again, uh, big thanks to Cena, who's the lady behind the scenes doing all the heavy lifting there. A&M Digital Technologies powers all our stuff here at Patch. Uh, from all our videos to our internet radio station, you guys do all the work behind the scenes and keeps all our computers going. You, you've had a busy summer there, just taking all our after-school computers and redoing them and cleaning them up and stuff. And uh, we couldn't make all this stuff happen without you. So many thanks to A and M Digital Technologies. Get a hold of Joe and Cena if you have any technological issues or if you just want to reminisce. Um, be <laughs> we'll throw that on your doorstep. You're welcome, Joe. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about the old stereo days and how it used to be, uh, yeah, you know where to go now. But uh, again, show 22 in the books. So, Joe, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more good conversation and uh, tips and 
and updates to help out the the common consumer and uh, commercial folks and everybody that's involved in technology which nowadays is everybody uh, so thanks again joe we appreciate it happy to do it all right we'll turn it over to kale he'll take us out on show 22 this is kale mccutcheon and you've been listening to help desk with joe with patch turned out stay tuned in for more podcasts music news and updates from our patch students patch community and children first